Hello, darling. Good day, sir. And happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, hey, everybody. Thank you for checking out another <laughs> episode of the podcast. Uh, we are talking about me turning 32. Aaron asked me a million questions, and it's a lot of fun. Um, and if you want the other half of this conversation, it's over on Patreon. Heated so, Oscar talk. They, we're heating up with the Oscars. That's what we're here to. This is what I get really tell you. on fire for. Everyone. Yes, I think it is a it is a big year for us in the oh, Oscars. I just I just had the realization that like Oscar movie watching is a hobby for me. Well, look at you. Aren't you glad you stayed for the intro? <laughs> <laughs> stayed for the intro. So, but uh, really, that's how this works. That it's it's real. Um, so, if you want that conversation or stories that I've been working on or unreleased mm-hmm. demos and new songs, that's all happening over on Patreon. So, go to Patreon.com/slash/OJeremiah and you will find it. Are you ready for the episode? I'm what? Are you ready? Can I? Can I? Uh, yeah, just hit it. Okay, let's do it. Happy. Sorry. I want it to be you talking on the intro. I'm going to get together. Yeah. So you're 30, you're 57. Oh my gosh. That was a really bad joke. Yeah. I started it really poorly. No, that's great. Um, hey, everybody. <laughs> happy birthday, Jeremiah. This Thank is, you. We were recording on your birthday. Yes, it is Monday, January 24th, 2022. But back in 1990. Lil J. What's your birth story? Do you know it? Yes. Wait, my really? Yes. My dad took my mom out to eat. No, sorry. Um, I do know. Here's what I do know. I am an Irish twin. I'm the youngest of three. Yeah, that's not a birth story. I'm I'm about to tell you. Okay. Oh, I'm about to tell you what I know about my being born. Yeah. Um, I was an Irish twin, so I know that I was not part of the plan, <laughs> and I know that when I when I arrived onto this planet, my parents had a hard time with it. So. Um, oh my gosh. Th- that's what I know, and I just wonder, like. Uh, like her experience of like what happened the day you you arrived. I can't remember which one it is. It was either me, Josh, or Aaron. Those are my two brothers. And apparently, one time when one of us was born, my mom had like crazy pregnant uh, cravings for a big Hardee's double cheeseburger. Okay. Because she was like in labor forever, and they were like, "Hey, you're like not even close." And they, my dad went and got her a, a huge cheeseburger, and she was eating it, sobbing with a huge nine month pregnant belly. That's and my so dad funny. was like, "What have I done?" Yeah. So that may have been me, but I don't think it was. I hope it was you because today, like, we were eating lunch out at Clocked, and you said this is my favorite meal. Yeah. So wouldn't that be interesting if it was the cheeseburger story yeah. was your story? Yeah. Let's just go and claim it as yours. No, I think that's fair. Uh, Amy Poehler's um, autobiography, she has like a chapter in it about her birth story. And she's like, I think everyone should ask their mom and dad what their birth story is. Like, you need to know how you got here. Yeah. Like your arrival story. And I just think like, I really hope that yours is the cheeseburger one because that would just describe that's hysterical. a lot. Like we have friends that just had a baby and they found out in the delivery room that they both had COVID. <laughs> like, or he did. Yeah. yeah, he did. And then later she found out that she did. Yeah. And I, like I think about how they will tell that story until their dying like, day. So it was a pandemic. Yeah. And this is what happened. I know. Yeah. Um, okay. Jeremiah, it is your birthday. Yes. So on this earth... <laughs> Side I can of tell. Your I can tell you thought about this for like 15 minutes while taking a shower this morning, and you were like, "I'm not going to write any of this down." <laughs> uh, jokes on you because I didn't shower this morning. <laughs> Thank okay. you. You're welcome. Okay. 
So thinking about 32-year-old Jay. Okay. Jay Bone, if you will. <laughs> Jay Bone. <laughs> um, are you where you expected to be? No. I, I think I have enough hindsight now <laughs> to, like, Sorry. knowing this is what the pandemic— Had I known there was going to be a pandemic like this, I don't know— what I would have done differently, but I would have done something differently. Uh, I just, I thought stupidly that joy monger was going to be like a thing that, that raised us a level of comfort to do music at a bigger level. And you also um, thought that the other end of passing time was going to do that. Yeah. I am fueled by delusion. I mean, I kind of thought so too. I was like, I don't really need to worry about the crappy insurance that we're on right now because one day we're going to make so much money that we just, like, go to the dentist for fun. Yeah. No, I've always thought success was going to dinner, ordering dessert, and not being afraid of what the check was going to say. Yeah, like not adding up your entrees. Yeah. I will say, so far, and I mean this, I – and it's funny I say this because today the stock market took a huge dive. Yeah, I was wondering if you are going to bring that up. Yeah, so, like, it, like today the news is very dour <laughs> – um, but I feel like me personally on a spiritual level or whatever, I feel like I feel better secure. at 32 than I have any previous year. Okay. I woke up really happy with my life. You would say you're content right now? I would say this is the closest to genuine contentment I've ever felt. On a scale of one to 10? I would say an eight. Oh, and what keeps that from being a nine? Uh... Good question. Um, things that you and I know privately that I probably shouldn't archive uh, permanently in the digital format. Yeah. Um, the fact that you're still a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yes, I need to get laid. Um, Sorry, I don't know why, but I've already done that joke on here before. That joke will always and work for as me. As I was thinking of it again, I was like, maybe I should do this again. That will that joke will always work for me, and <laughs> I appreciate you said it. Private, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> zing. <laughs> Sorry. No, I think I I like getting older a lot, mm -hmm. um, and I I just I woke up very grateful today. I woke up easy today, so the first yeah, thing I did was and I, went I really made. Last night difficult for so you. So you had a you had a dream that I died last I night. Had like a panic dream, and I woke up like hyperventilating. And you woke me up, so and sorry. apparently I don't remember this, but I crushed it in consoling. Yeah, you. you're very kind. And that was the first action I did as a 32 year old. You also fell asleep in the middle of your consoling, and then a few hours hours later, I went I got up to go to the bathroom, and I came back in, and you're like, "Are you doing okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that was like three hours ago." But thank you for checking. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I did care even though I was unconscious. You, but. I remember you said, like, I got back in bed. You're like, "Are you feeling better?" And I, you, no, you yelled it. You're like, "Are you feeling better?" And then I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm fine, thank you." Like, stop, stop like, like shut up. Stop yelling at me. Yeah. So it was. I'm sorry for that evening. Yeah, no. I don't know. I don't even remember the dream. I just like know that I was like convinced that you were gone. Yeah. And so I like kept petting you. I think, that's how you woke up. I think loving you and being married to you has taught me a kind of patience. I didn't know. <laughs> no, no. That sounds like a mean thing. And that sounds like I'm making a joke. It's not. Um, I like I will watch a movie with you and I will see a scene and go, this is going to ruin her day. And I will never forget the time we watched Palm Springs. And I was having the best time of my life. I was like, Andy Samberg's hilarious. And you saw a goat. <laughs> 
and you said, that goat reminds me of noodles. And then the goat dies, I think. Yeah, for sure. And it gets blown up. It gets blown up. And I could feel your life ending. <laughs> you were you were just like, oh, it's over. And I like I would not have had the capacity to handle go like saying out loud and, and meaning it, babe, our dog is not that goat. <laughs> <laughs> but I really did mean that and I like I loved that for you mm-hmm. and like, as many times as you had a scary dream about me dying, I've heard myself say out loud, babe, I'm not dying. I'm not. I'm going to be here. Right. And it's like, that to me is like my heart growing three sizes. Yeah. Because I mean it more every time I say it. Yeah. I haven't done it in a while, though. But that was your first action as a 32-year-old. That I was the first The first thing I did as a 32-year-old was console you in your darkest hour. Yeah, I'm so sorry that that happened last night. No, I... I haven't I, had one of those in a while. I woke up and I was brushing my teeth and I was like... Was Aaron crying last night? It was one of those weird, like, dream cries where I woke up, like, my face was crying, but I wasn't physically crying. Yeah. But then I, like, couldn't breathe. And, I like, I was having a hard time breathing whenever I was awake. Yeah. And then I, like, that freaked me out. So then I, like, did start crying because of that. Right. Well, <laughs> I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad we made it. Yeah, it was weird. Um, So we had burgers today for lunch because apparently whenever your mom was in late, right before she had you, she really craved it. Don't yeah, we're just rewriting her. history at this point. I don't even know if it's true, but I like yeah, it. Don't even ask her your birth story anymore because that's what we're going to claim. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. And along the lines of like getting older. Yeah. Is this the age? I don't know. Like, when does it feel like, like, do you feel like you're getting older? Like, you feel like you're officially in your 30s now? I feel like I'm officially in my 30s. I, I do think 30, the, the 30, my 30s are going to be my golden years, I think. Mm-hmm. Be, like my dad called me this morning and he was like, hey, man, you're 32. And I was like, yeah, man, I like it. And that's I just like that was my reactionary yeah. thing to say. Yeah. And he, and he said 32 rocks, 42 rocks, 52 even rocks, 62, which is the age he is, right. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel 32. I have been bald since I was the since I was Daddy Warbucks and Annie in my senior year in high school. So I was 17 and I always com- commented, oh, I just, when I see pictures of myself in time, I just like fluctuate weight, but I look the same. Like I look the same age. It's just like Your a little bit puffier, a little, little bit. bit yeah. My yeah. weight balance is a little bit different, but I can tell now in pictures that I'm older and I like that. Like, oh, like you're actually like aging. Yeah. I'm actually aging. Like I, in a way that I'm comfortable with a way that I like, Yeah. Um, I notice I've, I've, I've learned about myself that I get trapped by Facebook ads, by models wearing clothes that I like, mm-hmm. and I can see myself getting targeted with ads, dudes with older, gray beards. with dudes with gray beards. Yeah. So it's just funny. I don't have a gray beard, but I know that that's where this ship is headed. So uh, that's, I, that's kind of a, like, I like that style of whatever that is, you know. I noticed, just speaking of aging, I noticed a wrinkle on me forming. And a lot of people have the horizontal wrinkles on their forehead that yep. start. Yep. It looks I like have, you're saluting me right now. Sorry. <laughs> you're you're have, pointing to them, but you're saluting. Thank you. I have a vertical thing forming in between my eyebrows. Yeah. And I noticed this from a bunch of Instagram stories I did for my foodfeelings.co page because I did like a question and answer segment and I was like in the sun. And as I approached each question, my forehead did that movement where it went inward. <laughs> 
And I realized that I make that face all the time of like being confused. My listening face is like just a steady confusion. Yeah. And instead of like the the mad horizontal lines or whatever or the surprise. Yeah, I think it's surprise. Because I'm never surprised. Yeah, for, um, for sure. Well, that's you could, not true. Yeah. I'm surprised all the time. Oh, I thought you were joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, okay, it's, it's a fine. joke. But anyways, just speaking of aging. I, uh, also, oh yeah, I was going to ask you. Yeah. What's something that you've like changed your mind on opinion wise in the last year that you're like most surprised by? Ooh, good question. I love that question. Thank you. Shower um, questions with Aaron. It doesn't matter what your stance is on something. Like it doesn't matter. It should not matter to me what your stance is. Like we, if you want to have a talk, like why do you think that? Or why don't you think that? But it doesn't really matter where you're at on COVID or who you voted for. Yeah. That should not keep us from sitting at the table together. Right. Because like someone, I think your life experience defines your opinions on things and that should, your experience should matter more than your opinion. Yeah. And I remember when the election this year, what I stood for became who I was and I learned for my experience personally, that that was just a way for me to cope with a very scary time. You know, we were in the beginning of a pandemic. Um, there were these two very polarizing figures running for president. And I thought, if I learn everything there is to know, I can defeat any opposing argument because I'm the only person that really knows. Well, I think it was your personal, like Jeremiah's coping for everything because that was whenever you're in like an identity crisis of COVID and you had yes. nothing else to cling on to. So that, and that I, I had yeah. no control. So I was like, oh, I control how many political podcasts I can listen to. And I went all in on all of them. Like every single one of them. I could tell you like, uh, well, let me tell you what you should think about Palestine. And it would just yeah, be like, you, dude, we're we're literally having breakfast right now. What are you talking about? Yeah, you got super into it. But you're on the other side of it. And I don't think you're as unhealthily and i don't think you'll be that way the next election either i don't think i will either I, I it would surprise me if i voted in the next election to be honest with you like that's how much on the other side i've gotten to where i'm like yeah i don't even know if it really matters you know like i value things differently and i want like i want to know what's going on but the thing that i i reckon with is like oh the things that i would have died for a year ago don't even come up now and that's something that surprises me yeah. Right. You'll, you'll probably vote. I'll probably vote. You're yeah, right. I don't, I don't think You're right. Okay, fine. Let me have that. What most excites you to talk about these days? Producing, for sure. Oh. Yeah. Um, just the idea of it, like, I would say the van, no, I would say even, probably even more than the thing I said about politics. The buying the van showed me that I am capable of anything. I used to say that, but I didn't really believe that. Yeah, yeah, I think you proved yourself. I, like, I legitimately would be like, you can be anything you want to be. And then in my mind, I'd be like, dude, don't even try. <laughs> well, you have to tell about how you replaced our Honda CRV lock. Yeah, so... That was wild, and that was because of the van. This is the capability I think you're referencing. Yes, so when we got the van, I thought I could figure it out. But when I was holding a jigsaw, cutting a four-foot hole in the side of the van to replace it with a window, it, I, I installed that window and, and released my hands from the glass, and I was a different person. I was a person that could do anything. 
And before I was a guy that believed I could do anything. And then after that, I was like, oh, wow. Like this was my biggest fear of this project. And there it is. It's 2021 done. 2021 was a very intense year for the both of us. For the both of us, I know. Yeah. So I've done, you know, I've installed a floor, I've installed a ceiling, walls, electricity, all these things. Like, I remember when we were at your dad's farm and I had the lights, or I had the, um, well, the lights too, but I had the lights and I had the ceiling fan. I had it run in the ceiling, but I didn't have a way to actually test it because there's no power in the van right now. And he said, well, I've got a car battery if you want to try it. So he, <laughs> Very put, my dad. he put a battery on a golf cart and he rode it up to the van and he <laughs> said, just get the positive and the negative and, and hook them up. And I didn't say anything, but I was terrified of having egg on my face in front of your dad. Oh, yeah. I was scared for all of it, too. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm about to, like, set fire to this van. And he's going to be like, well, my son-in-law's, he doesn't have any idea what well, he's doing. Well, he felt responsible for it, too. Yeah. And so we all realized that everyone was worried. And then... I legitimately got it. You got it on camera whenever he hooked it on and the van and the fan turned right on and the glee I felt in my heart and the relief that I felt. And whenever I did the lights, I I went in and I did the same thing. Lights popped on and it it just felt like euphoria. Just like I have I have overcome like this is something I never could have done when I was a kid. And here it is, you know, so. When your when your CRV, the back lock started sounding like it was exercising demons. Yeah, I like a few weeks into getting the van, I was like, oh my gosh! I would get in the car and it has like a, like my car has like an auto lock. So you drive once you get up to a certain speed, it it's like fifteen locks. miles an hour. Yeah, it'll exactly. lock. And you know, obviously with the clicker, like you lock it whenever you get out of it, or whatever. So both times it would do this like. The, the back right door would just scream. It started out at like a small hum. And I was like, hey, not to stress you out. Like, and this was also like in the middle of the window of the van, which was like very dramatic and hard for you. Right. And I was like, hey, I'm so sorry. This is happening to my sweet little CRV. Just like, just kind of put it in the back of your mind that we might need to like pay for that eventually. And then you looked it up and you're like, oh my gosh, the labor for this is like $500. And I was like, oh my gosh, like we're paying so much money for this van. We don't have enough time. So I... For like a couple of months, I just wrote it. I was like, whatever. I'm just going to be that person in the grocery store parking lot that like gets looked at. And I need to just move on from it. Yeah. And then um, I was like, whenever you're at a good spot, like, I think we need to get this done. And you're like, I think I can fix this. Yeah. And I was like, no way. And then I got the part and I went to uh, I went to take the, the screws out on the side of the door. But they they had like... Um, locking glue that was like keeping them from coming out and I stripped the screw and I had that old feeling of my dad being like just let me do it like that old feeling of Uh like I was a little kid again Uh and then I YouTubed how to get the screw out and there was this little there's this little thingy called the um easy out or something and you like basically make a whole new screw out of it and you pull it out and that was a whole another feeling of nothing will tell me no like I will get this screw out and then I replaced the thing and then I locked the door and it locked in silence the way it was designed to. And I walked upstairs and you were like, did you do it? And I was like, oh, yeah, it's no big deal. Yeah. Even though in my heart, I was just like, you are unstoppable. Right. And then I text my brother a video of me locking and unlocking it. He's like, yeah, dude, I did that in the ninth grade. And I was just like, but I did it. And he's like, yeah, that is a big deal. <laughs> he did that. At, he replaced yeah, the lock. Because him. Aaron is like a real car guy. Like he's like, yeah. he's like replaced like air conditioners and stuff. Yeah. 
but you but, had to take the whole door inside out. Yeah, and so did he. But oh, okay. I mean, but it does, well, it doesn't matter. Like, if you want to ruin a good thing, compare it to something else. I know. That's that's all you have to yeah, do. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, and also before this, I knew you were capable of do. I know this is way more minor. Like the car lock to me just kind of blew my mind in a point of like, whoa, like unstoppable. Like I thought that too. Well, that's something but that affected thing, us every day. Exactly. But the thing that shocked me. Or the thing that like proved to me that you were all that you were now a different person and that you were just game to fix things, is whenever my seatbelt broke in the van mm. and you fixed it like the next day. Yeah, I was just like, I, I was like, hey, I don't know why that happened. When we stop, I will uh, investigate and then I'll give you an answer and then I will whatever. And I saw it immediately and I was just like, oh, I just need to get this screw. And I went to Lowe's and there's the scene in Parks and Rec where Ron Swanson goes to a Lowe's or a hardware store and the guy goes, hey, can I help you? And he goes, I know more than you. And I felt that way in Lowe's that day because he was like, hey, can I get you anything? And I was like, I'm looking for this screw. And he pointed me to the wrong screw. And I was like, no, that's not what I need. I need this one. And he's like, oh, we don't carry that. And as soon as he turned around, I went to the bin where it was. I pulled it out and I grabbed the screw and I walked and that was it. It was like first try. Mm. And it, I don't know, like, it just feels like you. I pulled the veil back on life. Like they say that you can't get behind this door without the without this key, and it's like no. I had it was unlocked the whole time, you know. Yeah. But going back to your original thing, producing has always been that to me. We would go to the studio. And I'd be like, How do they know how to turn these knobs? How do they know how to push all the buttons? You're still there a little bit, but yeah, and I'm still there a little bit. But it, I'm more willing to knock on the door and be like, Hey, can I come in? And I'm using the same part of my brain to approach it as I did when I got the van. Yeah. Because, like, I almost cried the first time I tried to install the window because it didn't go as planned. And that's how I'm at that point in producing right now, where it's like I'm holding the window, I made the hole, and it's like, but how do I put this in? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm learning, and I, I think I've said this on the podcast, I used to think I was fearless because I would get in a Ford Focus and I would do a solo tour up to Chicago in a winter storm. I would sleep in my car on the street and I would come home broke and I would be like, I have no fear. Yeah. But I've learned in recent time, I definitely am a fearful person. Like I have fight or flight, but I always choose fight because it's just what I'm, what I was like, that's what I'm wired for. Mm -hmm. But afterwards I can look and go, oh dude, you were sweating it really bad back there. And that's how like, I don't know that I've overcome the van. I've overcome like I'm overcoming this production like goal that I have. It's just I don't know. It's just a really encouraging like experience of curiosity, I guess. I think you're past the sweating it stage for producing, though. No, I think so, too. I just like. But, it, but you were in that stage for a long time because you couldn't really feel that you were moving forward. Yeah, I've my whole life. I've wanted it too bad. Whatever it is. I'm so bad at just, like, not chilling. Like, I can't be cool. Uh, it feels like you're learning how to be that way with OJ. I'm, I feel like I'm getting there. I feel like you're getting there because, like, you definitely have held it really tightly for a long time. And I feel like I'm but just, like, it is what it is. You're kind of letting letting up on it right now. I think so. And I, and I think I'm really enjoying being what at What that the, feels like? Yes. Just, like... If we don't get that show, it's no big deal. I just, yeah, what does it feel like to have less of a grip on it? It feels nice. I feel like I'm like, I went to, um, I went to see Licorice Pizza in a movie theater by myself. And I used to like listen, like watch a movie and be like, dude, why aren't they using one of our songs in this? 
But I watched that whole movie, and there was a, a really amazing placement of uh, Life on Mars by Bowie. And I just remember I used to think, like, dude, that should have been Liza or whatever. Yeah. And I just got to be like, what a cool placement. What a cool movie. What a cool day that I got to have today. Wow. And yeah. it used to affect me to that point. Like, I was so selfishly cynical that I couldn't even enjoy a movie without it, like, poisoning it. When did you feel that start to change? Because I, th- I think I know whenever on the outside looking in, I saw that happening after we, like, booked a couple of shows during COVID. Mm-hmm. And you just had a new gratefulness and appreciation for what could happen. Yeah. Or what did take place and, like, all the stuff that we have been able to do. Because for a while, like, you went through the stages of grief with it for, for sure, but now you're on the other side and you're looking towards a future of it. Yeah. And you're not looking back and like sad that you can't live your life a certain way anymore. Yeah. No, I think you just nailed it. COVID, when did you feel your grip loosening on OJ? That's a good question. I'm trying to think. of. There was a show we drove to and it felt really, really good. I think it was that run we did. We did Hattiesburg, Mobile, Jackson and Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I think it had already happened, but I think it, by then it was, I was noticing that it had happened. You yeah. know, it's like, oh, wow, y'all painted this house. You know, like, like yeah, we painted it like six months ago. And it's like, oh, I just noticed. Like, I was so present during that Hattiesburg show. And everyone, they, they, that crowd was like especially loud singing our songs back to us. And in the moment, I was like, this is a gift. Enjoy it. Whereas before, I'd be like, this person in the front isn't singing <laughs> or whatever. Like, my yeah. brain was wired to ruin it. I know. And the next night at Callahan's, uh, we played and we got to see, like, <laughs> we got to see the Zimmers. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is my family. Like, I love these people. Mm-hmm. It's I've missed these people. Yeah. And it wasn't like, oh, I wonder if there's an agent out there that's going to see this, you know? Yeah. So I think COVID... I, what I needed is I needed someone to take it away from me to realize how good it was when I had it. And that's exactly what happened to me. Yeah, it was your biggest fear and it happened. And it happened. And it and it hurt worse than I thought it would. Like, yeah, because it, it happened in a really weird way. Yeah. Like, I always thought, like, oh, worst case scenario, I'd be able to make it. But it was like, oh, no, no, I was right to, to be afraid of this. You know, this sucked. So. Yeah. Are you grateful that for the experience now? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I think I'm a better person for it. I think I'm I like myself more now than I did before because or what makes you like yourself more because I was only good based on my results before Mm -hmm. and now I'm good because I I decide I am you know like I Mm -hmm. it's not like oh dude how many tickets did you sell yeah that's how good you are yeah now it's like I woke up today I read a book we watched Frasier my dog peed. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Isn't life cool if you pay attention? Yeah. Yeah. You take it way less uh, personally whenever things don't go. And it's not personal. Whenever things don't happen in the dream scenario. Yeah. Because you always kind of set yourself up for disappointment in the past. Yeah. Uh, like like crazy. I'm Like another thing, I've been writing these stories on Patreon and I do one a month. I do it the first day of the month. And I'm going back, and I I used to think 
man, I'm so jealous of Kurt Cobain or Jimi Hendrix or these other people that like led exceptional lives. Mm-hmm. Like they were they were born lucky because they were born into adversity and they were chosen to overcome it. And their story is great because they just happened upon it. <laughs> In writing these stories, I've learned that even if your story isn't good, if you're if you're good at telling your story, someone will enjoy it. And yeah. I like I I love David Sedaris. He's like one of my favorite writers. And I go through his stories and I'm like, this is such a goofy thing to focus on. Mm-hmm. But there's beauty in, in noticing. Yeah. And I think that has been like a really cool thing that COVID brought out is I'm getting better at noticing the the funness of our lives. Whereas before yeah. I'd be like, oh, we have a show. That means we matter. <laughs> Whereas now it's like, yeah, it's just it's just different. Do you think you'll be like continuing to take it further in this direction or do you think you've reached a point where you feel good about it? I think this is the... Are you at a maintenance phase, I guess is what I'm asking. This is the closest I've ever been to, in a good way, being able to say, I could take it or leave it. Like for the first time I've been able to go, if it ended, I would be fine. Hmm. Because I felt I felt it enough to know, oh, it can go away at any minute. And I think now I would be like, we had a good run. I'm going to miss it, but I can make it. Hmm. And I, I don't think you can come back from that. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's not the case, though. <laughs> no, that's not the case. That's not happening. <laughs> no, that's not happening. And, like, again, I would be devastated. It would be hard. But I like I like my days better. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, I just, I like being alive. I like my friends. I like... The beginning of January was kind of tough for you. Well, yeah, that's because my day but, job was in a was in a really hard spot. Mm-hmm, but I think you're doing, you're coming out of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is going to be a big year, I think. I think so, too. Personally. Even, even if, like, the bigness is held within me and it's not dates on a flyer or numbers by a, the amount of streams, I think... I think I'm settled in. I think in a lot of ways it's like, cool. Like, okay, let's get to work. Yeah. That's what it feels like. I appreciate these questions. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Do you want to jump over to Patreon? Yes. Okay. I love you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday.